the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hey, our sister station, 95.9 The Fish FM, is the home of the Cleveland Indians. Oh, I'm sorry. The home of the Cleveland Guardians. I had a little brain cramp there. Very politically incorrect. They are the Cleveland Guardians, and they're in the American League wildcard playoff. And the first game, I guess I shouldn't say this. I might be crushing my own audience, is tomorrow at 12.07 p.m. <laughs> I will not be listening to it. Maybe you can listen to it in one ear and listen to the Bruce Hooley show in the other ear. Then Saturday, game two is at 12.07 p.m. And Sunday, if necessary, because it's a three-game series, uh, 4.07 p.m. I assume we have Steeler football on 95.9. On, we have it on 98.9. We have Correct. Steeler football on 98.9. Yes. So you'll have to have a you know radio there that you can dial after the Steeler game over to the Indian Guardians for those at 1 of the, p.m. For those of us who are, are not baseball fans. You're not a baseball fan? How does it? No, no, no. I work at Nationwide Arena. Mm, you're a hockey and fan. And I'm a hockey fan. Yeah, my um, daughter's a big hockey fan. All right. Um, I have a question. Yes. How does how does this wild card, I don't, I don't okay. understand because there's been emails going yeah. feverishly back and forth on, okay, we have to schedule... The first game, the second sure. game, possibly the third game. How does this work? Okay, so this is the baseball ever-changing postseason playoff. Sure. Part. Wild card is only in the host city. So Tampa, sorry about it. Your regular okay. season record was not good enough. Right. With everything they got going on in Tampa right now, they probably don't need a headache of a sure. home playoff series. So all three games are in Cleveland. Okay. It's a best two out of three. So if the Guardians win oh, the first two. Okay. They win the first two. Done. There'll be no game Sunday. Right. But if it's one and one, then you have to go to game and three. And you have to go to game three. That's Got right. it. And then next week, mm-hmm. assuming the Guardians get past the uh, Tampa Bay Rays, next week they'd play the Yankees starting in New oh, York. Boy. And that's a best of five. Okay. So it goes best of three, best that's of five, five. And that is a home and home. Some in Cleveland, some in New York. Right. And then the final American League Championship Series is best of seven, seven? as okay. is the World Series. Yes. All right. So there you go. And we have it for you here on 95.9 The Fish as well as Steeler football here on 98.9. It's much easier to follow that than to follow the machinations of the Biden administration trying to keep your gas prices low. Uh, two days ago, the Biden administration announced that they had no additional plans to release any more barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserves. That's probably good because we were way down, way, way down in our strategic oil reserves, which are supposed to be there for in case like something catastrophic happens, a hurricane that levels refineries in the Gulf or, heaven forbid, nuclear war in Russia and Ukraine, uh, Iran doing something to Israel, interrupting 
OPEC shipping, it's there for an emergency. Uh, Joe Biden considered the loss of the House and the Senate to the Republican Party an emergency. So he started releasing one million barrels a week or a day or whatever it was from the Strategic Petroleum Reserves. And he also started selling some of it to China. So then he gets to the point where he realized, okay, I probably better stop this. And they announce on Tuesday they're not going to release anymore. And then yesterday, OPEC announced, hey, appreciate you coming over here to the Middle East, Mr. President. Really appreciate you fist bumping the Saudi prince and giving us that photo op to make you look like a fool after you said we were going to be a pariah, an outcast on the world stage. And then there you are fist bumping our our prince. We're going to cut our production. I know you said... You know, that you really could use a solid from us to produce more oil. But we're going to cut our production because actually, you know, we like Vladimir Putin more than we like you. And if we reduce supply, then that will raise the price of oil. And that will help our friend Vladimir Putin. And it will help us too. Because see, here in Saudi Arabia, we're not really that crazy about Iran. Iran doesn't like us. Iran would like to blow us off the face of the earth. And so while you and your buddy, Antony Blinken, your secretary of state, are cozying up to Iran, trying to go around your Congress and do a new deal with Iran that was worse than the one Obama did, you know, we kind of get nervous when Iran has a lot of U.S. money fueling its nuclear program because we think they'll probably try to blow those nukes up over here. On us. That's why we're going to side with Vladimir Putin. So all this is, of course, an indictment of Biden's inability and the people in his administration's ability to read the tea leaves on the world stage. And I haven't even mentioned how we're in this pickle in the first place because he's demonized American energy, canceled the Keystone XL pipeline, and made it harder and harder and harder for domestic oil production to reach the levels that it reached during Donald Trump's presidency when we were, of course, so awash in energy, we were exporting it. Now, you know this caught the Biden administration off guard, as Maria Bartiromo of Fox Business points out, from the mere fact that yesterday they announced, oh, you know what we said Tuesday about no more strategic petroleum reserve releases? Um, Instead... We're going to release 10 million barrels over the next month. Now, why would you, in one instance, say that you're not going to release any oil, and then the very next day come out and say, oh, well, we, we, upon further review, upon further review, 10 million barrels seems like a good number to us, uh, as I said. Maria Bartiromo, Fox Business, not buying it. The fact that they came out right after that and said, oh, we're going to release more more oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve tells you that they were blindsided. We're talking about the lowest amount of oil in the Strategic Petroleum Reserve since 1984, lowest in 38 years at 450 million barrels. This is supposed to be a reserve for crises and emergencies. I have no idea why he continues releasing this oil and sending it to places like China. Now, the other thing Biden is doing, is he's cozying up to Venezuela, trying to get more oil from Venezuela. And you say, wait a second. Uh, 
Venezuela, isn't that a dictatorship? Yes, it is. Nicolas Maduro is a dictator in Venezuela. And Nicolas Maduro does what dictators do. He takes American business people hostage and holds them for ransom until he can get what he wants out of us. What, for instance, would Nicolas Maduro want out of us? Well, he happened to have two nephews who were in U.S. prisons after being tried and convicted in U.S. courts for drug trafficking. And so Nicolas Maduro talk, took about a half a dozen U.S. oil and gas executives hostage, and the Biden administration has now released Maduro's nephews so that Maduro will release the innocent U.S. oil and gas executives. And the U.S. is telling Maduro, hey, we appreciate you doing that. And uh, because you seem like you're coming around to our way of thinking, uh, maybe we'll start buying oil from you. Here's uh, Republican strategist Karl Rove on that strategy. We produce energy, oil and gas, hydrocarbons, better than anybody else in the world if you measure it by emissions. We're, we are the cleanest, most environmentally sensitive country in production. So let's go to Venezuela, where they got no environmental standards, and let's go to the Middle East, where they don't really like us. I mean, we achieved a moment of energy independence, which was a strategic uh, advantage for the United States and an economic advantage for the United States. And in the last year and a half, this administration has systematically squandered it, and the result is higher prices at the pump. Now, even when when the administration was saying, well, look at it, it's down $1.30 from its high. It was up $1.31 from the day, from the price that it was on the day the president was inaugurated into office. Now, they never mentioned that part. Oh, it's gone down a lot. Yeah, but it went up a lot first. Now, what do you think is going to happen in Venezuela now that Maduro has gotten his nephews out of prison? He's already released them. Yeah, he's already released them. They're out. That was a, a good faith oh, gesture on our part. Uh, Marco Rubio not happy about it. He says the two Venezuelans that were released are the nephews of Maduro, who happen to be convicted drug dealers. Every time you do this, now others know I can take Americans and I can hold them. I can hold them until I need something as a bargaining chip. Yeah. Uh, Joe Biden's foreign policy. Um, it might work better if he just threw darts at a dartboard. Yes, I am uh, unabashedly, unrepentantly, forever pro-life, and so are the people at Patriot Switch. So is uh, Mark Houck, the Pennsylvania pro-life activist. He's the dad of seven who was arrested in a 7 a.m. FBI guns-drawn, rifles-out raid on his home, apparently because they say Mark Houck violated the FACE Act. Now, what is the FACE Act? The FACE Act is the Freedom of Access to Clinic Entrances Act. So any business out there, if you have a beef with that business and you want to pick at that business, you're allowed to go to that business and usually pick it outside the business. But let's say you get really raucous and really rowdy and they want to chase you off their property. Okay, they can chase you off their property, but you can stand right adjacent to their property, except you can't do that at an abortion clinic. At an abortion clinic, they have a special dispensation because they need, I guess they need it really quiet in there. 
to murder those babies. So they have a extra buffer zone that you're not allowed to be in. Well, Mark Houck, the Pennsylvania pro-life advocate, is among many. There are some great, great people here in Columbus who do the same, who go at a certain time every week and pray outside an abortion clinic. And they also offer sidewalk counseling to people who are going into the clinic to get an abortion. They will offer to pray with them. We will offer to tell them about adoption services. And there are other options other than the abortion. Planned Parenthood hates this because it's not good for business if women don't get their babies aborted. So they have this federal face act that keeps people like Mark Houck and my friends here locally from witnessing to women in the throes of a pregnancy that they feel they have to end. But the problem with the case against Mark Houck is that the further we look into it, the more it appears that he did not violate the FACE Act because the guy who was hurling racial slurs at Mark Houck's son, or excuse me, homophobic slurs at Mark Houck's son, the guy that Mark Houck pushed to get away from his 12-year-old son, turns out, according to the Listen closely. According to the criminal complaint filed by the guy who Mark Houck pushed, okay, so this is in the words of the guy who wanted to press charges against Mark Houck, he was not escorting a client into Planned Parenthood at the time. He was just engaged in a beef. He just didn't like Mark Houck. He didn't like Mark Houck's son. He didn't like the fact that they were there. And he was harassing Mark Houck, and Mark Houck pushed him. But in order for it to be a violation of the FACE Act, this counselor, this Planned Parenthood demon, has to actually have a client that they are trying to escort into the clinic. The crime would be if Houck or anyone got in the way of the client going into the clinic. But if there is no client, and according to the guy's own criminal complaint, there was not a client, then there can't be a violation of the FACE Act. Isn't it wonderful to know that our Justice Department is wasting its time on this kind of ideological persecution of pro-lifers? Wow. Uh, Incompetence abounds in our government. DOJ, one place. Where else? How about the White House comms team? I'm watching television the other day, the press conference in Florida, Ron DeSantis, Joe Biden. (laughs) And I tune in, and I'm like, I'm thinking, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did I just have a Rip Van Winkle moment? Did I fall asleep in 2022, and now I've woken up in 2024? Because there's Ron DeSantis standing behind a podium, And on the podium is what? The presidential seal of the United States of America. Ron DeSantis is speaking behind a podium with the seal of the president of the United States. And I'm like, whoa, I like that look. I like that look. Ron DeSantis speaking with the presidential seal. The boobs in charge of the White House comms team, fresh off their, um, their fail, at Independence Hall, where they made Joe Biden look like Stalin with the red lighting and the Marines behind him, were dumb enough to hang a presidential seal on the same podium that Ron DeSantis was speaking from. 
And DeSantis went up there, and there are pictures of DeSantis all over online with people going, hey, looks good. Yeah, try that on for size. So then Biden gets up to speak, okay? And Biden gets up to speak, and he starts yammering about climate change. And then he finishes. Well, he finished speaking, but he certainly didn't finish yammering. Thank you. Okay, so this is this is he could go back to the podium and he could start talking on a microphone so people can hear him. But he's walking around like ambling around, rambling around, babbling about climate change. Liz showed me a picture of the telephone poles we put up. Liz, where where were they? Now he's looking for Liz with the picture of the telephone poles. Anyway, Liz, where's Liz? Anyway, showed me a picture of the telephone poles. We put up in Florida. I'm not sure what. Where, what? where were that telephone pole you were showing me? Oh, it's right here, Fort Myers Beach. For Fort Myers Beach. Instead of doing cement poles or wooden poles, we put up steel poles. And oh. guess what? They all were sustained. Oh. They all survived. The wires survived. The poles survived. Cost more money to put them up, but they survived. Wow. Steel telephone poles. Somewhere in that, whatever it was, rambling, babbling, stumbling speech about telephone poles and concrete poles and steel poles and climate change, it hit me. It it just hit me. Wouldn't it be nice? Wouldn't it be more than nice to have a president who wasn't just such an embarrassment that projected strength? Somebody who, like, when they spoke, you could put some belief in what they told you. Instead, we have this. Uh, I, I, I got raised in the black church. He knows I'm not kidding. I got my education for real in the black church. And that's not hyperbole. It's a fact. I probably uh, went to shul more than many of you did. Now he's a Jew. <laughs> you all think I'm kidding. He can tell you I'm <laughs> I uh, was sort of raised uh, in the Puerto Rican community at home politically. There's your 46th president, folks. The only black Jewish Puerto Rican president in American history. He's raised in the black church. He's raised in the Puerto Rican community. And he went to shul. He's everything to everyone. Matt Mayer, OpportunityOhio.org, will join us next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.